Hey everybody, welcome back to Dear Amber. This week we hit the streets with an adventurous eater. And we also have a question about choosing a Chinese name. And plus, some things to look out for safety wise on the mean streets of Shanghai. Okay, this question comes from Heather. She writes Dear Amber, I'm coming to China at the end of the month. Can you please recommend some good Western friendly foods in China? Well, I've invited a fellow friend, a fellow culinary. Lover, <laughs> JP. Hola, todo. <laughs> JP's from Spanish Bot. I'm from Spanish Bot. He's crossed over to the China side, especially in the food department since well, he lives in Shanghai. Well, Amber, you're so persuasive. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. And we love to eat. Thus, yes, we do. That is true. Yeah. So, JP, you haven't been in China that long. So, you're kind of a good person with some perspective. Not like me, who took my friends. I've been in China too long. I took them to eat, and I ordered all kinds of things that they were like freaked out about. <laughs> But I thought they were normal. I got used to it by now. I can't even imagine what you would not be freaked out. About well, there was like seaweed and stuff like that. Oh my god! I like that. But anyways, you're pretty adventurous. I've noticed JP like for being a newcomer here. So I was thinking you can help everyone. Let, I mean, let's do a little preview like of street food because okay. I mean that's something that maybe a foreigner would be a little bit afraid to try like on our own. Maybe we、right. were a little bit timid.、Mm-hmm. I mean, not okay. Let's do a disclaimer, dear Amber. Disclaimer:、um, we take no responsibility if you get sick. Right. <laughs> But usually, I haven't gotten sick from no, street food. No, neither have I. Because you know what? Chinese people eat street food and they don't get sick. If、yeah. they got sick, they would stop going. But I. I do have to say, I have heard a couple bad stories about those meat skewers, which we will discuss later. But so you forewarned, anyway. <laughs> okay. But maybe it's worth the risk. All right. Okay. So, JP, let you just when you just got here, let's let's just say,、um, what were some things that you've discovered that you like to recommend that you think foreigners would like? Oh my goodness! Well, the first thing that I really like, it, and this is street food, this is street breakfast. Is、uh, okay. Is so let's、called? start with breakfast.、Okay. There's a lot of good breakfasts. Yes, there are. The there morning, are. like the streets are alive with the sound of frying. <laughs> I would say <laughs> every morning I walk by, and the smells. Oh yes. Oh, I'm about to burst into song. <laughs> so、um, please、okay. take it away. <laughs> well, every day, every day I stop at the corner before coming to the office, and I get some. What is this called? Jian Bing. Yeah. So Jian Bing is actually my favorite food in China. I like to think of it as a Chinese burrito. Yeah, I, you know what? I think of it as a crepe. So, so.、Um, what is it exactly? It's like a thin pancake. Right. It's like a thin pancake. So it's basically a crepe, but it's drier, right? Yeah. And it's it's not, not oily. And That's it's nice. It's not fried, right?、Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of baked on this hot drum, on,、yeah. the, on this hot surface.、Um, and then there's eggs, and I always ask for two eggs. Yeah. And then there's all kinds of like little chopped like chives, and then these yeah,、uh, cilantro. What's the pickled?、Uh, yeah, they have swan's high. It's like pickled vegetables. Pickled vegetables. Quite a mixture, but all comes out. Tasting really good. They fold it all up, right? Yeah, and the, the,、uh, the lady already knows. She doesn't have to ask me. She knows that I want extra hot sauce, and you yeah, know. like they let you kind of. You're allowed to be like sort of choosy about what you choose and、right. everything. <laughs> and there's that cracker. They put it when、well, they fold that, it up. Yes, and that is like the pinnacle in like <laughs> this is the icing on the cake of the Chinese burrito. Yes, because it's all about those. Well, they remind me of potato chips. It's kind of like when I was a kid and I'd have hot dogs and you put potato chips in the hot dog and like crunch down on it. I mean,、right. it's like the chewy with the crunchy. Yes, man, they've got it down with that it's one. It's delicious. Okay, so what else? There's some, another thing beside it I see often on the street. It's kind of like a thicker bread. So it's about the size of your hand. It's this、uh, little fried dough, and I, I don't, I don't think it's. It might be rice dough. I'm not sure, but、um, they break an egg on it, and then. They let it fry on one side, and then they turn it over, and they let it fry again,、yes. and then they serve it with some hot sauce. Yeah, but this one's quite oily. I have to warn. I、it、saw the、is. oil bubbling around. But I think it's called dambing. But there's quite a few forms of dambing.、Mm-hmm. But if you're standing there and you say dambing, they'll know what you mean. Right now, in the same oil, they also make a big round bread that is as big as the pan. That kind of reminds me of focaccia. Yeah, I think it's a dambing too. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. <laughs> but just point people. That would be the easiest way. <laughs> right, right. Now on the other side of that cart, there's okay. There's the crepe lady. There's the fried people lady. On the other side, there's a 
another wok, uh, the guy that's frying out with a wok, and he's he's got these um, uh, he's got rice that's steamed white rice that's uh, packed into a block, mm. and then he fry he deep fries that, and when it comes out, it's this perfect little brick of fried. Rice and it's golden. It's kind of like it's kind of like McDonald's hash browns. Oh, it's like every Except culture rice. has their own version of hash browns. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, anything deep fried does tend to taste quite good. It's delicious, but very bad for diabetes. Yes, bad for your health. But yes. we're not advocating that. Anyways, but you know what? One thing that's funny is that Chinese like more savory things for breakfast. I think too. Like a lot of students of Chinese Pod tell us while they love to speak and listen to Mandarin, they are a bit intimidated to learn how to read and write in it because of the complexity of Chinese characters. That's why we created the 66 characters series. Try it and see for yourself. Like, I mean, maybe before moving here five years ago, to thought the thought of having like noodles for breakfast or mm-hmm. rice would just seem so gross to me. Oh. But you know, now I like it. Oh yeah, it's well, kind of nice and nutritious in the morning. Yes. But you know what? I think the thing is, this is what I've analyzed it as: is that Chinese breakfasts don't go well with coffee. Oh. That's why. You know, greasy nose of coffee, like you know, you got like greasy like marks, and then yeah. you get, like end up with a grease pool on top of your coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the difference. Right. I think their breakfasts go better with tea, and that's well, the thing. You know what? Yeah, actually, there is a person right around the corner in the secret alley. That makes muffins. Yeah, see, you found the muffin man. <laughs> I was quite touched the other day when he told me, Amber, the muffin man. Oh, brought me back to childhood. But and those I are muffins. delicious with coffee or tea. Yeah, but you know, DB, I don't know. Like, I have one. They're not really muffins to me. Well, no, because I gave you the, the mini muffins. Oh, but they, the mini also muffins. Had the, they also had the uh, the sponge cake that comes in the muffin paper. Yeah, that's good. Paper. Do they actually have an oven, though? Like, I was wondering, they almost seem like they're fried. Because I never see Chinese people with ovens. Well, in the back, if you see, that you can, there's like a pizza oven that's been, you know, it's oh, been like, repurposed. Purpose. We worked. <laughs> yeah. No, but those those little muffin muffincitos that I bought. Yeah. <laughs> those little muffincitos that I bought for you, those I think those were fried. Okay. So there's muffin choice if you do mm-hmm. want that. And that goes pretty well with coffee if yeah. you want the Western drink. And there's always the if you're in a rush, you can always get your breakfast at the convenience store. There's a big vat of brown simmering eggs. Now they kind of smell gross to a lot of people when they walk into convenience stores here when they first move here. They're like, mm-hmm. what is that smell? Right. It's sort of like a anise sort of five spice powder that's often used in right. Chinese cooking. And these brown like eggs that look like they've been sitting there for like two months are yeah. simmering away. But actually, everyone, they're worth a try. They're, they're really good. Yeah. And cheap. Yeah. Are they is it tea? There's some kind of mixture. There's two kinds. If they have the peel on them, I've been told they're called cha ye dan. It means they're made with tea. Okay. The ones without the peel are just made with soy sauce, I think, and some other spices, and they're called jiang dan. Okay. You so, like jiang dan, right? Jiang yeah. dan. Yeah, I like the jiang dan. Okay. The, I like you don't the have to peel kind. them. Less ma fan. <laughs> okay, now another thing that you'll see everywhere in Shanghai is baozi, of course. Right. Steamed buns filled okay. with glorious little different fillings. All right. But they're fried on the bottom, right? Um, There's both kinds. There's one that's got that's fried on the bottom. There's, just, there's also the one that's steamed. And they're pretty cheap. Usually less than a kwai. Mm-hmm. So like maybe 10 cents for oh, breakfast. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, so moving on from breakfast. Okay. Getting hungry for snacks yet? <laughs> there's a lot of good snacks here. There's another one called lao po. Lao Po Bing, right? Lao Po Bing. Is it that means like old wife cake or something. Wife cake. I think it's yeah. pretty like homemade sort of country style food. Like it's like a round pastry filled with little sweet fillings. Usually. Yeah, yeah. And then you can get that just around the corner from our office. Yeah, there's lots of those. Yeah. They're My really favorite cheap. stuffing is the Zhou um, Yan. Oh, it's the what's that? Pepper and salt. Oh, salt and like jiao hu jiao fan, I think, and then salt is yen. Oh, yeah. so it's salt and pepper taste flavor. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't taste like you know. It doesn't taste like a steak. It <laughs> it still tastes like dessert, but it it's got yeah the sweet and salty. Yeah, it's got some kind of uh, 
paste inside that reminds me of nuts, but it's not nuts. Cool. Okay, and there's also, of course, we, the aforementioned, uh, slightly dangerous, at your own risk, skewers. Now, if you, you know, you can tell them to cook it some more. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the cooking or maybe it's the sitting. I don't know. But <laughs> I do know a lot of people that have gotten sick on them, but they are delicious. But they're called in Chinese, usually they're made from um, mutton, which is in Chinese, yang rou. Mm -hmm. So they're called in Chinese, yang rou, chuar. Chuar right. is the skewer. Right. Now, down the street in the corner, the corner from my house, uh, I, there's you can get skewers for one kwai each, and they're vegetable or chicken or beef. Okay. And another meat-filled thing, actually another meat item, is the meat-filled buns that they stuff cilantro in. They're like these little, they look like egg McMuffin with meat. They're like tacos. But yeah, they're so good. And they're called rou jia mo. They're not that common in Shanghai, but they're more of a northern thing. But everyone right. loves them. Every foreigner loves them. Mm -hmm. So if it's you see that those, bread. It's that yeah, baked it's, bread. I mean, it's like yeah. having a little bun. Okay, and the other thing I really like, because, well, I used to be, I finally felt validated in my life when I came to China and saw people eating yams as a snack. Because people used to laugh at me in Canada that I would eat yams for a snack. <laughs> I'm a bit of a health nut. I, I got stuck behind the yam cart. You know how sometimes you're walking down the street in China and, you know, you get stuck behind people because they don't move move they just stop in front of you oh yes I got stuck behind the the yam cart oh, and no. it's that it's that gasoline barrel where they yes. actually roast them and with corn and and the two different kinds of yam sweet potato and yam it smelled like candy yeah, it smelled, they are delicious it smelled, it smelled more like candy than candy does yeah I mean you'll know what you'll know where to find these because you will see these steel chemical barrels and they've got like coal inside and there's you know it's quite warm when you're walking around it but I do worry that when you actually look at the barrel they're getting cooked in it's like an ex chemical barrel <laughs> But I just try not to think about that as I as I bite into the yam. But yeah, they're really good and they're really cheap. Usually, like less than a kwai as well. Now, how do you call that the roast yam? Yeah, that's called um, kao di gua. Kao di gua and di gua is the word for yam. Yeah, and then there's also for the corn, it's kao yu mi. Mm -hmm, kao yu mi. Now, those are two really good things for winter. They'll warm you up. Yes. All right. Now, Amber, you've been here longer than me. So, what is your favorite food here? Yeah, but you know what, GP, I'm kind of weird because my favorite food, even sometimes Chinese people think it's gross. <laughs> oh no. It's like this ball. It's like a glutinous rice ball. It's made from mushed up sticky rice. Okay. And what they do is they make they mush it all up, make a ball. They fill it with red bean and black sesame paste. Okay. And then roll it in coconut, and it's delicious. But anyways, when you eat it, it's like it's so heavy that it like sticks in your stomach like a piece of glue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I can eat like three or four, and people think I'm insane. <laughs> yeah, but it's, what those? it's pretty filling. Are they called mochi balls or something? Well, it's kind of like Japanese mochi, but it's the Chinese version. But they're really good. But mm -hmm. I'm not saying I recommend them. So okay, are <laughs> they fried? Weird. Or? No, they're just raw. They're just, okay, <laughs> and rolled in coconut. Yeah. So that was the breakfast and snack edition of JP's Introduction to Food in China. That's and right. we'll look forward to the lunch and dinner and maybe late night snack episode to come. Thanks, All JP. right, I hope you're hungry. <laughs> okay, everybody, so now those are me and JP's favorite foods. So I want everybody to go to the comments section in Dear Amber and tell us their favorite breakfast and snack foods in China. Steve in San Diego writes a question. Dear Amber, how do you pick a good Chinese name? So I've invited Jenny, our Chinese expert, and Clay, our English Chinese name expert. <laughs> <laughs> so Clay, first tell us, what's your Chinese name? Lu Ke Lai. Lu. Lu. Oh, Lu Ke Lai. It's not very good. It sounds a little bit like Clay. Ke Lai. Yeah. Is that why you picked that? Yeah. Who a, picked it? It's funny. My first year teacher at University of Hawaii gave it to me, obviously not knowing anything about Chinese names, so I took it and... But it's not... You sound dissatisfied. Well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a transliteration. Uh. So Lu is like Rup. Uh. And then Ke Lai is clay. Uh. Uh, but it's not an authentic name. It so yeah, sounds, Jenny, how does it sound to you? It doesn't sound that unnatural to me in Chinese. Um, in terms of our... 
your speech habit and uh, f- what frequency okay. these characters are, you know, not too offbeat. But I'm but often I, told it's not that good of a name. But it's special. What don't you like about it? Well, <laughs> I think it sounds a bit girly. Clive. Are you? Uh. So, Jenny, do you think, like, do transliterations work for mm. English names from, I mean, for Chinese names for English people? To a certain extent. Okay, so let's try and help out Stephen San Diego. Like, could a foreigner pick their own Chinese name, do you think, Jenny? Or is it going to be weird no matter what? Help. You would need help. Yeah, I've seen the some writing. pretty silly ones out there. I mean, let's just think about how when we all taught English, some of the English names that kids would pick for themselves, right? Like, <laughs> I remember the word if someone was like, Cash. His name was Cash or like Dinosaur, right? <laughs> so like we're going to have the equivalent of those in Chinese I've if got, you to be careful. I've got a few friends. Apple. Girlfriends <laughs> whose names are Kinky. Oh, that's like, so bad. What, what do you K-I-N-K-I. mean, Jenny? That's their name. Yeah, they chose it for themselves. Wow. Yeah. So we have to be careful because we just might end up doing that in Chinese, right? <laughs> yes. So, um, Jenny, what are some guidelines? Like, can you give us a guideline? Uh, I would say try to work phonetically to begin with. Mm. At least then you have some the, sort of identification yeah, with the name, right? But not a complete transliteration. I think the key is to find a balance between the sound and the meaning. Yeah. For example, ke lai versus ke lei. I just tweak Lie a bit and try and to find add, one that has yeah, a good meaning. Alternative word that, like you said, has. And good one meaning. thing I would say is that it's if you flip it around, if when a foreigner comes to the U.S., mm. it they seem more approachable if they have a, an American name. Mm. Like for example, if, mm-hmm. if it's Br- good to have a Chinese name. Yeah, like if uh, if Bruce Lee would have came into the states as Li Xiaolong, <laughs> he probably wouldn't be as famous as he <laughs> was <Good> today. Point. <laughs> it's, uh, more convenient. It is, and yeah, it's very it's sometimes it's very hard to pronounce. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to. Chinese Pod Trivia! Our first question is, how long will it take you to become an intermediate Chinese speaker using the Chinese Pod app? Is it A, the rest of your life? B, you should already be an intermediate speaker? C, three months? Or D, Chinese Pod has an app? Uh, you should already be in. Ooh, that is incorrect. The correct answer is C, three months. That's right. Head over to ChinesePod.com now to register for your access to over 4,000 lessons. Get the ChinesePod app now on Google Play or the App Store. Yeah, when, Chinese when I was going to school in Singapore, most of my uh, American teachers called me Zuki. <laughs> yeah, Jenny, how did you... <laughs> Zuki to a zoo. <laughs> Sounds like Zuki. <laughs> yeah. So Jenny, how did you get your English name? One of my teachers gave it to me. Oh, I see. That's usually I how like it goes. So real early on, or did you change it kind of? Real early on. In China, actually, yeah. yeah. Okay, now I, English teacher oh. named us. So I have to say something, too, that I think that you have to have a bit of a thick skin. Because when you it's not your real name, people will always have their opinion on your name <laughs> sure. as well. Like, personally, I have to admit. Yeah, what's uh, yours, Amber? I've changed my Chinese name five times. Oh, <laughs> because the fifth one. But the fifth one is the one that stands because it's the one Jenny gave me, Yay. which is Zan. Even as funny as that, I thought Zan to my English ears sounded so cute and like feminine. And then when I told Connie my new name that Jenny gave me, she's like, oh, my friend's boyfriend has that name. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like to me, yeah, to me it doesn't sound masculine at all. So it just shows no. that our own ears can't mm. tell. So what was your first Chinese name? Oh, there were so many. I can't remember. You can't remember. Wait a minute. There was one. I know. The first one was both fourth tones. It was I Bay because it sounds like Amber. But I felt mad when I said it because I didn't want two fourth tones. So then I changed it and it kind of evolved. So here's a question because I've actually seen a lot of people have just two characters. What's mm. better? Is it better to have two or three or is it yeah, not Yeah, that's another thing. Two is, uh, for your given name, it's natural to have two characters. If you have three, 
then um, maybe it's a complete transliteration okay. like 史蒂文. But isn't one your Xingming like your last name? 对, uh, last name, I, I think sometimes by default, the transliterated word becomes your surname. Right. Like 史蒂夫 and 史 kind of becomes your surname. But you know what's interesting about Chinese names as well, I can add, is that, um, you know, it's a fake name, but it becomes a real name here. You've just chosen it, but you start using it on like your documents to register with the mm. police, on your documents to get your visa. And the weird thing is it becomes a name. And then I know someone like they're having a baby and they're like, you know, they're asking like the baby's going to have your Xingming or is it going to have your <laughs> wives? But it's not even a real name. <laughs> One of our, it is now. One of our uh, <laughs> friends affectionately called it the bastardized. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the kind of the cool thing that you can, for the first time in your life, you can kind of choose yeah, your and own actually, name. Now I think about, I could never change my name now. It's on every document I have in China. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's on my business card. It's, it's weird. It's not pieces. legal, but it becomes it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to ask it's you: stuck. Do your Chinese friends call you by your Chinese name? Uh, oh. The ones who speak. Any English will um, call me by American yeah, name. Yeah, that's what I found. But like too. my roommate, it's Lu Kalai. Mm. And always they always say the full name and not just Kalai. Oh. Which is always I think like they a, think it sounds girly. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so girly. It depends to me. On Thanks the a lot, girls. <laughs> You're that's really cute. helping out here. <laughs> yeah, so that's another thing too, is that yeah, sometimes your Chinese I mean, some Chinese friends will use your English name very naturally. Mm. But then other Chinese friends I have, they always like to use the Chinese name. Jenny, does it are it easy for Chinese people to accept like English names, you think? I think it depends on the individual whether the person speaks English or not and what language you always speak in. Mm -hmm. Like I always speak English with you guys mm. so I, I've always used your English yeah. names and Amber you also said it also depends on um, how you refer yourself as the first time you it's met true. the person that right? is true mm. yeah because you'll always be Jenny to me Jenny even yeah. though I know you're never Zuki never <laughs> even though I know you're Zuki you're Zuki to me Jenny <laughs> okay so that I hope that helps Steven San Diego and all of mm. you and if anyone needs help picking a name they can always write to us and Jenny will help us out to pick one one as cute as Suzanne um, yeah this, we this, can this start might be kind of fun we can start a naming business yeah, we I can. Think we it'll be by I donation. No, it would be so unseemly. <laughs> I know, it'll be by um, donation of chocolate bar sent to us at this address. <laughs> or, or coffee. coffee. Beans. Or coffee beans. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. This question comes from Tina. Tina writes, Dear Amber, I've just moved to Shanghai and my parents are very concerned about safety. They're worried that I'm going to die or something bad will happen to me. Is there any suggestions you could give on safety in China? Okay, thanks, Tina, for that question. It's a good question, and we at Chinese Pod always say safety first. And so everybody, my friend Rebecca here, who's lived, she's a China old hand, actually. How long have you lived in China, Rebecca? Two and a half years. I don't okay. think that makes me an old hand, though. Well, more than, more than lots of us. So, um, Rebecca, we've talked before about, you know, I'm kind of safety conscious coming from Canada, you know, like, we're, you know, you're from Australia, things are pretty safe. Um, do you think, I mean, for me, I think personal safety-wise, I never feel like a risk to my sort of like I'll be attacked or anything in China but I think like physical safety there are issues aren't there I, I think that's very true I think there's no way you're going to be attacked by some guy when you're walking down the street but yeah, not likely you may fall through the ground or have yeah. your head cut off yeah. <laughs> yeah because it's sort of like um safety is not as much of an issue mm. like as it is maybe because you know you can't get you can't sue yeah. anyone here so much if something bad happens I think one thing actually that right now they're they're chopping down the trees like for I guess in preparation for um, winter exactly I was riding along the other day <laughs> 
and they didn't even seal off the road. They were cutting off these huge branches. Yes. Literally, like, I was like, lucky I looked up because I almost had a huge branch falling on me. Yeah, it's true. You have to, actually, I think a lot of the dangers in Shanghai come from above. Or below. <laughs> or below. <laughs> Everywhere, maybe. But um, speaking of above, okay, there's the trees. I also had that almost happen to me. And we're not talking about little branches. Like, they're sawing off, like, huge wax yeah. of tree, I guess, in order to sort of, like, trim them or whatever for the winter. But yeah, they are falling and they will fall in your head. <laughs> and they just expect you to pay attention yeah, to it. Yeah, it's like kind of like your problem if you get your head knocked off. <laughs> but the other thing actually that comes from above too is... Um, Drooping underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah, that's basically what it is. You know, you might feel a drop on your head. I mean, it's I'm not saying it's dangerous, but I mean, depending on the underwear, it could be, right? Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you got those big red ones, you know, know. freshly hand-washed. Why are they always red? But yeah, no, because in Shanghai, it's kind of enchanting, actually. When you, when you look down the street, everyone hangs their laundry sort of mm. out their windows and stuff. But in the mornings, like usually people hang it out in the mornings. In the mornings, you'll be walking. I mean, you're going to be dodging. It's good to to be aware of the dripping underwear. <laughs> good point, good point. Another yeah. one for above is oh. um, watching where you walk if you're underneath a building. Like oh, yeah. Just recently, um, in, in the lobby of where I live at the moment, there's all these like pictures and posters and notices going up with mm-hmm. these cartoon characters. So it's got this cartoon character throwing all his rubbish off the balcony yeah. and then this big security camera looking up at him and the, and the next, the last frame is <laughs> the police going to arrest this guy. So oh, I think <laughs> they're cracking down. They're cracking down. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. People will throw things off their balcony, yeah. like maybe garbage, rubbish, and even like maybe their mop water. Like I've exactly. had that actually. It barely missed me. <laughs> I think I'm being influenced. I've, I've been known to throw a few seeds <laughs> down of various fruits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's hard to get the same way. The other day I was in a cab. I'm like, I'm going to litter this box of garbage. I don't know. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I know. This is confession time now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the reason is, is not that people are such litterers, but uh, in Shanghai, there's someone who comes and sweeps up the streets every night. And so mm. a lot of people think like that's, I mean, there's not a garbage can handy. True. You just throw the thing on the street and someone will sweep it up. It's kind of like job creation. So maybe that's why. But it is something to look out for. Watch your head for sure. Another thing that happened to me, actually, I think safety wise was talking about just walking. Is, yeah. Um, some restaurants, like there's a lot of tiny little restaurants on the street side and um, at night they, or even maybe, I don't know, all day long, but they I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say I now. don't know what it is. Like, do they wash the walk and they kind of just dump it into the, onto the sidewalk rather than, I don't know where they get rid of the oil, but this the is oil the, is on the street. It's not even the oil. It's so revolting. Like if I fell in this, I would literally kill myself. <laughs> it's all the refuse and the oil and yes. like bits of food and yeah. tissue. Oh, it's a n- nightmare. Yes, actually. Well, I did slip <laughs> it once and I nearly <laughs> fell. Thank goodness. I'm I surprised you're still in China. <laughs> I know and it does smell. I mean usually you can smell it before you can see the oil slick but I would say watch out for the sidewalks. Um, watch out for the oil slicks because it is slippery on your feet. It I mean, is. Pure oil. Okay. I've got another side one one to <laughs> okay, watch out great. for. Okay, like often they do like, uh, you know, roadworks and things like that. Mm. You know, in, you know, our countries, this is a big thing if someone fell into one of those big manholes. Oh, yeah. In China, I just noticed they just open these things up and they may put a tiny little bit of 
string that you'd barely notice if you're going flying full ball ahead on your bicycle. The other day I was riding down one of the roads here and it was dark at night and suddenly I noticed in front of me about three manholes had been opened up and just left there, like nothing at all. Wide open. And I saw a guy fall into it with his bicycle. Oh, no. Seriously. So he's just riding along and the bike just fell in the hole. He fell in sideways. Like he must have put his foot down. Oh, no. Anyway, I think he was luckily more embarrassed than anything. But he was okay, though. It wasn't even marked. Yeah. See, that's another thing is that we're so overly safety cautious, you know, and yet I, I find that here people don't make such a big deal. Of yeah. It's almost like they don't get injured as much as people in the West, even though it's less safe. It's psychological. Which, I, which reminds me also of like taxi cabs. You know, the law is put on your seatbelt, of course, in, yeah. at least in Canada and US and um, Australia. But here, there's not even an option. Like in the taxi, there is a seatbelt in the front seat, but the back seat's there's no choice even. That's it. They take them out, actually. That's it. It's exactly right. When I first arrived, I remember like it was 11 o'clock at night arriving in at Pudong Airport, and this manic taxi driver was <laughs> speeding at 180 kilometers an hour and SMSing at the same time, oh. and I couldn't speak anything. I just like was waving frantically for this guy to slow down. There's no seatbelt at all. Oh. <laughs> Pure fear. Yes, definitely. It actually reminds me of my Swedish friends. You know, it's, I mean, Sweden, they build the Volvo car, the safest mm. country in the world probably and she's got a baby and she said that she realized that she'd really been chinified when here she is with her baby in the back seat of a taxi just holding onto it with her lap and her friends come to visit and they're like there's no car seat yeah like no it's not even a seatbelt <laughs> just the baby in the back there playing with her in the back seat hey guys it's michael here at chinese pod and we want to say thank you to all of our faithful subscribers if you're not registered yet head over to chinesepod.com now and get 20 percent off Use promo code GET20 at checkout to get 20% off your first year. It's funny how you you start to get used to it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Actually, speaking of driving, that actually reminds me of one more thing, which is important to warn people about is that here, pedestrians never have the right of way, even Mm. in a crosswalk or even if you have the green Walkman light. Be careful because the cars always have the right of way. It's something I think that's probably the most dangerous thing. Exactly. But yeah, that's another thing to be aware of because the cars will not be looking out for you mm. at all. Actually, I was kind of touched the last night when I was riding my bicycle because a little dog um, ran out in front of a bus. And I actually saw the bus. I thought, what's going to happen here? And the bus actually swerved to avoid the dog, which I was really quite wow. impressed with. But the problem was, I realized as I saw that unfolding, as he swerved to um, avoid the dog, he almost knocked me off my bike because I was on the <laughs> other side. It's the pecking order and you were one step below. I know. So I thought, well, I mean, it was good for the dog, but maybe bad for me. Okay, well, those are all a few suggestions to look out for. And everybody else can um, leave some comments on the Dear Amber conversation board and let us know um, any other safety tips they have for Tina. That's everything for this week's Dear Amber, the insider's guide to everything China. Don't forget, send your questions to Dear Amber at praxislanguage.com or go to my profile at chinesepod.com. And please go to the comments section at Dear Amber found in the extras tab at ChinesePod and you'll get a lot of info about today's show and also you can post your own insights about what we talked about today. We'll see you next time. Shai Zijian. Mm-hmm.